0: Welcome to another edition of the Mighty Sports Minute. I am your host, Talent T. Taylor. We are back like we forgot our keys in the house. Yeah. Man, we got a whole bunch to talk about. We got the Super Bowl. We got the NBA All-Star Game. We got the NHL All-Star Game. We gonna talk Knicks. We gonna talk LeBron James. We gonna talk Phoenix. We gonna talk the chef himself. You know, like I said, it's one of them. It's another one of them beautiful days here in South Florida. It may be a little breezy today, but you know what I say. Regardless of the time and regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So let's start talking. And I know that you're w- probably wondering that if I. Why am I getting a Mighty Sports Minute today? You know, whether you're listening to this late Friday night or you're listening to this early Saturday morning, I know you may be wondering, why am I getting this today? And why didn't I get something Tuesday, Wednesday? Well, to be honest, you're not going to get one this weekend. And I didn't want to give you one early in the week. You Basically, this is Super Bowl week. I wanted to make sure that We just talk about Super Bowl and that's what we were gonna focus in on. And in a week that to be honest with you, if I would have talked to you on Tuesday, this week started out so slow that you probably would have thanked me. Like it was kind of boring. But you know what? Something happened, something special happened. to play Warriors. put on another show once again the chef himself, himself Steph curry this dude went ahead and put up 51 points dropped 11 threes moved up in in, in his in the in the own season rankings, by like seven spots, like on his on, on his own night, as he chases his own record that him and Klay Thompson may both pass this same season, like them boys are completely in fuego. Like you you can't ask for you really can't ask for a better pair of guys that can shoot and attack the basket because. As I'm watching Clay Thompson a little bit more and more this year, I'm realizing that he attacks that rim probably with not the same savviness and suave that Steph Curry made, but he definitely attacks it with just enough aggression to get to the line where he's money from. And he has that lazy look, like and maybe maybe that's that's the look I, I think they I, maybe that's why I was judging him harshly before, and I'm still kind of judging him harshly. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm not letting him off the hook for not one reason whatsoever but I think that he kind of has a lazada- lackadaisical play to him but he kind of has that lazy look he has that kind of like that Tracy McGrady kind of look like that I'm always laid back kind of look like, I'm always laid back kind of look you know so hey like, but man put a 51 51 like, it was absolutely nothing. And Washington was playing well. Like, what? Is that like? was that like Washington wasn't in the lead for a while? It's that like Washington didn't think they had a little bit of control? <laughs> no, I'm lying. They did it. <laughs> they really did it. No, like stuff really came out. Of, like, and put it on the burley. Like, they were playing from behind the whole the entire time. But it was entertaining. It was. It was definitely entertaining. But, even in a time, like, I I just want to know, like, that you know that this whole section, we're going to talk about greatness. So, while we celebrate one set of greatness by the golden child, the chef himself, Mr. Steph Curry. And as he puts up another 50, like, I know, listen, I, I don't know about you guys, like, See, and I'm going to tell you this, like, and, I'm, and I don't know how right I am about this because I may be the only Nick fan that feels this way. And listen, if I get distracted every once in a while, it's only because right now I have the Lakers and Minnesota game from earlier this week playing in the background. And right now I'm shocked to see that the Lakers are up by 15 on Minnesota, 82-67, with five minutes left in the third. Right only and I, and I guess it would take a, a team as fresh and new as oh its Kobe the Strings of three with four minutes left Whew. it would take a team like Minnesota that's still kind of fresh and they're making to lose to a team like the Lakers that are really just kind of just' just bad this season and can't get right if get right was in their basement but like I said, Minnesota squad is doing slightly better than Kobe squad. You know, young bucks. But listen, on any given night, if there was a team that I wanted to watch that wasn't any of the, you know, the top five in the, in the power ranking, the San Antonio, the Golden States, the Clevelands, the Oklahomans, the Chicago's, the Clippers, the the Toronto's, however, you know, that, those rotate in and out. Or the bottom three, you know, who is Lakers, Phoenix, you know, 76ers, Brooklyn, every once in a while. Minnesota's a team I love to watch. Minnesota's a team that I just like to watch because you can see that they will be special. They they just have too much young talent. They have too much young talent to not figure it out. Like, you're talking about... Pass first point, go to Ricky Rubio, Andrew Wiggins, Levine, you know, call Anthony Towns. You're, you're talking to, You're talking about a team that if they learn how to win, they can definitely make, make some moves. But you know, like I said, you know, I do apologize. I am good, I am very much getting sidetracked as this game rolls into the fourth quarter and Minnesota has reduced it to a five-point lead. It's 87-92 Lakers. As we as we celebrate as we talk about as we celebrate one superstar and his rise and his shine and his glow to glory, you know as he drains three and three and three and three and three again, just just basically just drain enough threes to go into the record books. We wanna we also wanna highlight a superstar that's walking out on top. You know, one of probably the greatest wide receivers to, that we've ever seen. Play the game and that's Megatron Calvin Johnson. Now I see before I even get into Megatron Calvin Johnson, it makes me wonder sometimes like this little things like this makes me wonder. Makes me wonder that what what's going on in Detroit that they get loyal superstars, right? That they'll get a loyal superstar like Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders. That they'll give their career to it up. But I, I think that's more the makeup of the player. But when they're done with them, they don't want to go anywhere else. They're like, whatever happened in Detroit, ha- I think gives them such a, I don't know if it gives them such a bitter taste of the rest of the NFL that they say, you know what, I just, I'm just done with this. I'm just going to go out as one of the greatest here and i will just rather just not deal with this anywhere else because I can't deal with this again. Even if it's for a winning team, if I have to do this just to be a winner, then I I rather just walk away as one of the greatest. Like, it makes me wonder if that's what's going on because like guys like Adama and Sue just walked out and just went to Miami. Like he went to Miami, like like he just like you know what? Like I'll just take the good weather. Like I'm like I'm not coming here to win. I I didn't come here to to, to play well. I didn't come here to, to to try to be a star. I didn't come here to do anything else but to get out of Detroit. Take take took million million and got out of Detroit and came to Miami. Because he didn't produce in Miami. He just came here because the weather was nice. So we're so we going to celebrate here Mr. Megatron, Mr. Calvin Johnson himself. <laughs> hey, and if you doubt the kind of record, because like I said, he is... And we, as much as we are going to be in a passing era, and his records and his art of catching is probably not going to get as much appreciated seven years down the road or however long, five years down the road, you know, when I think he becomes eligible for the Hall of Fame and he should be, a, I think he should be a first battle Hall of Fame because he put up some, no, he put up some really great numbers. Like I said, but if this league keeps going to a passing league, his what he's done is going to look, I think it's going to start looking very mediocre. Yeah, don't don't bite my head off on that one. But for right now, his numbers look far from it, and this is what I think that he should go into the Hall of Fame. not what's gonna happen seven five to seven years down the road when we have inflated you know receiving numbers because we're just slinging the ball over the field like a bunch of bob flingers. He, as far as when it comes to a single season. He has had the 10th best receiving season, reception season, with 122. 122 receptions in one receive in one season. That's tied for 10th. That's the 10th best performer that has ever existed. And that's tied with guys like Chris Carter and Jerry Rice. And this is why i said what i said before i brought this up he has already passed by guys like julio jones and antonio brown i don't think that's that's coincidence i think that's gonna start being a norm i think we're gonna start seeing a lot of people with 125 plus reception, you know, you know, seasons. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, we're heading down that path. <laughs> but for right now, he has the 10th. And when you talk about receiving names, you can't be tied with two other people. Just to say, you know what? If, in case you have doubt, just let you know I'm tied with these two guys. Specifically these two guys, Chris Court and... Jerry Rice. Basically, Mr.'s mis- uh, number one and number two in like the all-time books. You know, so total receptions 731. That's that's 43rd all time. He's averaged 15.9 yards per carry per catch. Sorry. Yards per game. 86.1. That is the second highest all time in the NFL. He's had 83 touchdowns, but is just outside of the top 50. But I think it has him tied for forty-eighth. And his 16 touchdowns in a single season is the 14th all time in the record book. And not for nothing, his first five years, he averaged 8.8 rushing yards. Yes. (laughs) For his first five years in the season, in the league, they handed him the ball every once in a while. And when they handed him the ball, he averaged 8.8 yards a carry. As this game comes to the end in the background, we're seeing, seeing a bunch of hugs and I don't see a score yet. But I'm pretty sure that the Lakers won. And very final, very last. He's only fumbled the ball 14 times. In, what is this, eight years? 14 times, that's all he's fumbled the ball. You can't knock that. You can't knock that kind of accuracy, commitment, whatever you like to call it this time. But you know what? We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk super bowl picks we still have all-star picks and games to watch and the games that happen this week that and more on the mighty sports minute <laughs> hey guys, tired of being ripped off by those other guys and head down to multi games and get the value you deserve multi find them at 830 183rd street miami gardens florida 33169 Located just five minutes from Tootsie's and Sunlight Stadium in the plaza across from Snappers. Multi Vest Games. Save more, play more. And we are back. I'm telling you, if you haven't tried, tested out, or been to MultiVest Games, I don't know what you're waiting for. You're missing out. Like trading values, like out the wazoo. Did they? They have hoverboards. They have regular scooters. Like they have all kinds of discounted games. Like, you guys need to stop playing. Get down there. You can do layaway. You um, you can get anything for the kids, for the little ones, for the boo, for the misses. They they have throwback. I mean, from Atari to Super NES to But I digress. Let's stop. Let's get back in here and talk some more sports. Now, everybody has their golden game of some kind of sorts go going on. Like I think I, I don't know what I don't I don't know what's wrong with the NFL right now, but where then over here not allowing ESPN to say Super Bowl. Like they're helping sell your product. Like they're not selling their product by men I, I mean I guess you can say oh they use you get money by using our names by using the Super Bowl. But listen, they could say big game, this and big game that and and whatever and and if, and still generate the same thing because everybody's gonna know which game they're talking about like that was some petty stuff like really that really really, that was some petty stuff, but listen, who am I i'm just I'm just some guy on a podcast talking to what is it like fifteen people right now <laughs> We'll see don't you know hopefully I'm talking to the world. I gotta hit up some people in Germany. I wonder how this translates. Listen, to all my people in Germany, it's Lieberdisch. But I digress. So everybody has their little golden games going on. The NFL has a Super Bowl that's coming up. The You know, some kind of golden game. You know, because, and like I said, the NFL, you know, the Super Bowl is the end of the season one. NBA has their mid season golden game coming up, you know, with their all star game and the nhl had their golden game and <laughs> when i say remember, when I, remember a couple weeks ago or remember maybe even last week or a couple weeks ago I, I was telling you guys that the nhl's all-star game had one 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 particular interesting key element that was gonna have me watch and that was the fact that they had this guy in there named John Scott that got voted in by the fans because he's a bruiser because he's a because he's an enforcer he's a goon he's one of them guys that he's in the game to go and set a tone of aggression He's a tone setter. Like, I like I don't want to call him a bruiser. He's in there, he goes in there because he's a tone setter. And what he and the tone that he sets is a tone of aggression. And he has was voted in by the fans. And then the NFL didn't want him, and sorry, not NFL, the NHL didn't want him represented. You know, the goon, the, the the enforcer, the 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 what did I just call him? Ha, I already forgot was really good, too. A tone setter. Ha! There we go. They didn't want the tone setter in there. So, he gets sent down to their minor leagues. And then he gets taken off the All-Star ballot. Well, fans cause an uproar. And he gets put back on the All-Star ballot. And then he makes it to this All-Star game. Right? So, leading up to the All-Star game, he does an interview... And they basically ask him like, "Hey, are you gonna fight in the All Star game?" And he basically goes, "Well, of course I am. Like, why wouldn't I? This is why I was voted here. So obviously, you know, I'm gonna throw my gloves down. I'm gonna fight." It's like, "Are you gonna fight in the basically meaning this game?" It's like, "Yeah, you know, why not?" And you know, like, and he, a little bit in the beginning, he was a little bit salty, you know, because he thought he was he was being mocked, you know, as a professional. And then you know, because of his wife, he embraced it. And end up and basically end up having a good journey leading up to the NHL All Star Game, you know, and not going in there salty. Well, what happened next is that listen, listen, <laughs> listen, I need to stop saying you but this guy goes in there and scores two goals. Yes, in the NHL All Star Game, he scores two goals. The significant part of that is that. That's 40% of the goals he has scored throughout his lifetime. He has only scored five goals ever. He put up two in the All-Star game. So guess what happens to the guy that the NHL did not provide an All-Star jersey for. They gave him some generic black jersey. He gets voted as the NHL All-Star Game M V P. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Take take the look off your face. I know. You're wondering, like, what the hell? Like, I if you didn't hear the story, like, like that was- like, And I told you. And I and I told you, like, there was one one reason whatsoever that I was going to check out this game and that and that was it that was that was it and it definitely it definitely worked out in into my favor to have a to interest and listen this may not be the horn for the islanders but we're gonna give him the regular horn for that one <laughs> He 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 definitely gets a big up for that one. Big up. Like that is the craziest thing I I can think. Like, see and not listen. If, if you're a sports nut like I am, this has to be one of those one one of the things that make you love sports when you see a guy get in there for an unconventional reason. You know what I mean? Like when when it like when you hear offensive linemen or defensive linemen talk about oh. We're the guys in the trenches that don't get, that don't get noticed in the game unless you unless you're messing up. It's like them picking off, you know, or scoring two touchdowns, and them getting you know the MVP for that game or an all star game or anything. That that's what I, that's how I look at that. That yeah, he got he got voted in because he was a because he was a tone setter, but you know a problem solver. But he went in there, and he, as a hockey player, you know, as a as a specific skill at hockey player, because his particular skill set is something that is utilized on almost every single hockey team. Like, listen, you don't have to be a hockey fan to know that almost every team has a tone setter. Like, it is something that is advertised for that sport. So he goes out there, he does his job as a as a tone setter because. He even gets in a half-hearted fight. He gets. He has two goals and one half-hearted fight. MVP. Listen, he, he did his thing, and I think I think that has to be like one of the the best stories. You know, one of the, one of the most, you know more touching stories that there that there are. Now, moving over to the NBA because they have their All Star game coming up, and. They have announced, because we already talked about their starters, you know, um, Mellow, um, um, LeBron, Russell Westbrook, um, I'm, I'm, I'm from Chicago. And... A bunch of players. Like hey, who else? Who else was there? Like listen, no, no, we we keep notes. Like we keep notes. Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, oh, Mister. I'm gonna take my town to South Beach because I'm the best player in the world. I have a huge basketball IQ. Mister LeBron James. So we already talked about those guys, and we also talked about the reserves and the people that got left out, and even the fact that. They may even need to expand this a little bit, but we're going to hurry up and get to this because we are coming up against the clock. Um, they they announced their dunk contest, and they have Andre Drummond from Detroit. They have Will Bart- Barton from Denver. They have Aaron Gordon. From Orlando and the reigning defending champ Zach Levine from Minnesota, and they listen. what well, they have some good size on this. Like Will Barndon is, is a six seven guard out of Denver. Aaron Gordon is a six nine guard out of all. Is a six nine forward out of Orlando. Um, Andre Drummond is is a, is, a, is a monster beast. The only thing I'm I'm worried about is that Andre Drummond is kind of going to be like a Dwight Howard kind of entry, even maybe a Stoudemire-ish kind of entry where, as a big man. It may and and I'm talking about Dwight Howard that first year when he did that ridiculous you know tap on the backboard and it got overlooked where and I think that may happen to him where he his size is gonna is gonna make his dunk so I think this 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 dunk contest got leapers, and I don't know if they're creators like I've never seen will Barton jump and I've never seen Aaron Gordon do anything creative and and maybe that's just me. Noticing Aaron Gordon, but I, I don't think I've ever noticed him do anything creative, so I can't vouch for his creativity when it comes to dunking. But listen, this is why we're gonna watch. I'm gonna watch this anyway. I'm just not gonna watch halftime when they decide to have Sting. We already discussed that. We're even not gonna go down that road again. Like really, really be Sting. <laughs> uh, so that's gonna be. So we're gonna see. That's gonna be interesting. And, and Zach Levine, you know, Zach Attack, Mr. Levine has said that he has some new dunks already in the works. Or already ready for this contest, so we're we'll gonna see what happened Um, also, we have the brothers himself in the three point contest, as you predicted, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. You know, yes, those guys, Mr. Champagne showers, champagne showers. And so, yeah, so yeah, that's Curry and Thompson. They're gonna be in the three-point contest, joined with Chris Bosh, um, whatever, like um, James Harden, Kyle Lowry, Devin Booker, Chris Middleton from the Bucks. And J.J. Reddick. And... You know what? As much as like I, 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 it'll be interesting to see if Steph Curry and Klay Thompson can have some kind of shootout, I would like to see Devin Booker show out from Phoenix. That's that rookie from Phoenix I keep telling you guys to watch if you haven't watched him yet. Now, he was excluded from that Rising Star game. And I don't know... And I think that he should decide to use that platform. I hope he gets this fight and use that platform to show people that, hey, he should have been in that All-Star game. Because he's also, since January, been the highest scoring rookie in the league. So, I keep telling you guys to look out for him. And like I said, he every single night I've watched, he has jumped off that page. But it's not just him. Like I said, there are also, and I said, that's just him in the three-point contest. Coming up. Also, it are the Rising Star Challenge, and we have a new thing with the NBA. With the NBA is trying, where they're gonna put big men here, in here for the first time, and we have um, cousins from Sacramento. We are gonna have um, um, Anthony Towns from Minnesota, Anthony Davis from the New Orleans Pelicans, Draymond Green from Golden State, Beverly from Houston, we're going to have Jordan Clarkston from the Lakers, CJ McMullen from Portland, and Isaiah Thomas from Boston. And while I think that's something interesting to see that they may have the power forwards in there, I'm afraid of probably one thing and one thing only. And... That is, in this contest, why it's gonna be interesting to see if um the power forwards participate. I wonder if we're gonna see how much handles they really don't have, and how much of a passer they really aren't. I I think this the pinpoint stuff that point guards are credited for. I think are gonna be highlighted a lot more as we see forwards and. Big and small forwards and power forwards and centers. We take four, five, six attempts to get balls into hoops. I hope they're practicing. And I hope I'm wrong. I want to see some of these point guards get challenged. When we come back, we all go to talk NBA schedule and we go to talk Super Bowl. That and more next on the Mighty Sports Minute. They didn't join this team win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists and combat troops. All prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond I became a soldier. Welcome back to the mighty sports minute i am your host talent t taylor and like this week in the, in the nba wasn't i'm talking power rankings we're talking about power power rankings because there was a shift let's like, get it twisted there was a shift but these games these games weren't that ridiculously exciting I said, it took Stephen Curry and a 50-point performance to make up to make this week ex- to make this this week noticeable. But that's not that's not to say that things didn't ha- happen in the NBA. I just didn't say I just said that it, it lacked luster. <laughs> like <laughs> it was excitement. it just, it just lacked luster. It, 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 just, it just lacked a certain sparkle, a certain twist, a certain something. Because yeah, Golden State put up 50, you know, or Steph Curry put up 50 against against Washington, and they still got to play Oklahoma City. I think for the first time this season, that's tomorrow night. I think that's their primetime game tomorrow night. So that's going to be something to watch. Like, I think every, I think that's going to be a highly rated game. San Antonio, you know, they're, they're going through New Orleans and the Pelicans and Dallas and Lakers. You know, after they came from a week where they struggled against, against, the yeah, Golden State Warriors and the Clippers, not the Clippers. Did the get the Clippers too? No, the Clippers lost the the Cleveland Cavs, and and it, but the Clip, but the San Antonio Spurs lost. Um, struggled against the Cavs, and that caught those two games cost them to get shift to be to, have to get shift in the this week's power rankings. We're now Golden State Warriors are now ahead of the San Antonio Spurs. Cleveland has moved back into the third spot. Uh, but I think they're probably gonna lose to I think they're gonna lose their spot again to Oklahoma City because Cleveland took loss after loss as <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets showed us that Lynn sanity is still very much alive. Yes. I, I, I think Jimmy Lynn put up like 40 points. Hey, ah, I wish I can Google this right about now. Well, we are gonna come back, and probably and probably clarify that up either later this show or probably in the, in the corrections on next week's show, if needed. But I think Jeremy did put up like forty on there, and they took a loss there. And I, okay, and let's uh, let's let's not let's back up a little bit. Indiana took them to overtime, so let's not let's let's not act like it couldn't have been three straight losses. Then they took a loss to Charlotte, and then they took a loss to Boston. And Boston is a hard-nosed team. Like, they play defense. very like, they, they get into you. They are very disturbing, and, and they make you very uncomfortable for 48 minutes. Oklahoma City has so far played Washington or Orlando, and they've also come out with two victories. There. And like I said, only thing left in their schedule for, the, for this week is going to be Golden State. Toronto beat up on on Phoenix. And, like I said, it's another game where you see Denver. You see not well you see not Denver, but you see Devin Booker. Just pop out on the page for a team that's struggling. And, oh, my God, like, Knicks fans. Knicks fans, Knicks fans, Knicks fans. If I ever hear a Knicks fan say to me that they wish at any point in time they, they that they had Tyson Chandler back, you should see what he is doing in Phoenix, oh my goodness, he single handedly makes Brooke Lopez look like an all star. Him alone, his play is putrid. Like, seriously, like, he went there, took money, and he went to relax. I think he went to Phoenix to retire because he found out that they had good prices on real estate. He, I think their taxes are low. Um, cost of living is cheap. He was gonna. That's the only place that's going to offer him all of that money to possibly sign who? Lamarcus Aldridge. And now he's just over there sitting fat and sassy with a guaranteed contract. He's probably going to retire there. I don't think he's going to go anywhere else after that performance. Unless he gets traded somewhere and then he probably get traded. He won't last. <laughs> what am I saying? He won't retire <laughs> He won't last. <laughs> They'll send him to Toronto before they do anything else. Man, remember when he could, send, he could send a player to the Grizzlies as punishment? Like, you know what? You know what? Hey, I'm making a trade with the Grizzlies. <laughs> we don't care who we're, who we're taking back. We'll eat the money. <laughs> Something's going to happen. We'll give you four first-round draft picks for the next eight years. You know, but... We're getting rid of this guy, and we're just gonna send you to the Grizzlies, and you have to sit there for three years. Send it to the send to the team to Vancouver was like not the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm talking about Vancouver. Here. Send the team to the to the Grizzlies was like sending them to like Siberia, like you just been relocated. But so and then so following after let's say Golden State, San Antonio, and Cleveland, we have Oklahoma City that are gonna be in fourth in the power rank. Like I said, they should probably move up above Cleveland as Cleveland took those losses. And Miami has moved up from the number 14 spot to the number nine spot, right? Has all they've really played was Houston, and Houston had opportunity to beat them. Houston didn't. Let's see what Dallas does. <laughs> and Charlotte and Lakers. And the Knicks just they've, they've fallen in the power rankings because they have just taken loss after loss after loss after loss, and they continue to take loss after loss after loss of the loss this week. Like, it's, it's just ridiculous. And it's not even the fact that they're taking the losses, it's that I gotta hear from Mr. I i, I gotta hear a Knicks fan, you know what I mean? Just any and, and it's Whoa, whoa, what the heck is this going on here? Huh. Background music. From where? I do not know. Something just started playing in something in my lap. I know that sounds bad. But it did. It happened. It's my house. Um. I gotta hear Nick's fan. And if you're a Knicks fan, like I said, you know which Knicks fan this is. It's the guy that's... Oh, you still think Fisher's good? How is Sasha playing more than Williams and Grant? Sasha hasn't played in, like, 20 games. Now he's in the rotation. Does that make any sense? Like, this this is what we get as Knicks fans. Like, see? Like, <laughs> like when, when, when people say that, oh, that Jets fans annoy them and... And Giants fans annoy them and 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 Knicks fans annoy them because this is how we sound to each other. So when other people talk about stuff that they really don't know, we're like, Listen, just 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 just, just don't, don't mention our Knicks, okay? Like, like, like we know more about your team than you know most likely about your team. Like, the last people you need to act like you know anything about is what happens in the Big Apple because only people from the Big Apple know what happened in the Big Apple. We're Big Apple people. <laughs> so, yeah, this is what I gotta hear. Oh, you think? You think, cause they think Fisher is good. Like, like, I, like, like, see, he sees Vujicic in the game, and the losses, but for somehow he didn't notice that Vujicic has been actually playing well for us for like the last five games. And when he was struggling, it was probably like eight games ago. You know, six, seven, eight games ago. So, like, I'm like, what are you talking about? And then. He's playing more than Williams, and I'm just like, <laughs> like Sasha really gets more like like, like this is like the first man off the bench, like like this is the irrational stuff that Knicks fans have to go through of the Knicks, and I can't deal with it. Like Knicks fans, you have to understand, 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 understand. The Knicks are not a playoff team this year. The Knicks were not a playoff team this year. You can ask for a coaching change all you want. But all you're going to be doing again is going to be very shortly asking for another coaching change. You want to win. One of the the surefire ways to eventually win is to develop and establish a culture and a system and a way and, and a standard. Culture, system, standard. You're not going to do that if you're firing your coaches two, three, four, five times every single year. You understand? If you're firing a coach every year and a half, that's not going to work. That's not going to help. Am I saying Derek Fisher is the best coach out there? No. Well, what I am saying is that Derek Fisher is a new coach and he's developing. Now... There are some things that he may need to tweak within his own coaching style and system. Yes. But he still has to learn that. This is his second year on the job. First year really with coaching any kind of talent. Or any team with any kind of potential. So he's going to need time. And you have to be honest with yourself to be able to give him that time. Because the Knicks were never the team that you fantasize them to be. You take the expectation out of your head in the next all playoff team. They're not. I'm sorry, B, they're not. They weren't. They're good. Like they and that's the thing about it. Like they're good. I shouldn't say they're good. They're okay. Yeah, they you know, they high like like that's that's about it. they high. They're nothing special right now. They have the potential to be special. Derek Fisher may have the potential to be special. As a coach, not gonna know. Listen, I'll be the first one to say that if the coaching change that you're talking about is bringing in somebody like Phil Jackson, then I'm cool. But what is Phil Jackson? I mean, not Phil Jackson, not Phil Jackson, not Phil Jackson. Mark Jackson, right? Is that what you? Because I'm like, you know, I'm cool with that. But what is Mark Jackson gonna tell you know the players more than? What Derek Fisher has, because I'm pretty sure just about as we can as we're showing from the last couple of years, almost anybody can get Golden State to win forty games. <laughs> you understand? Like, so I'm joking. I really am joking. Like he really didn't help. Like lay that front, that groundwork that to put Golden State on the path that they are now. So. Like, even if you get somebody like a Mark Jackson, in his NBA career, he wasn't a more successful person than Derek Fisher. At least Derek Fisher came from a multiple ring teams and multiple ring system. You know he was had direct contact to the guy that almost everybody wants to be coached by, and that is Phil Jackson. So let him be. Let him be. Like, I want to give him five years. I want to give him five years on the job of not worrying about anything. Just, just, just coach for five years, and I hope that he's making decisions like he's not. Don't have to worry about his job for five years. Because listen, I know Melo may not have five years, but Derek Fisher got five years. <laughs> I want to see what happens in five years. It's like I want to see what happens with that kid um, Devin Booker in Phoenix. That guy's gonna be something special. When we come back. We are really going to talk about my football picks. And I know you keep wondering, wondering, wondering when I'm going to give you this football picks. But I'm going to tell you what you need to stop worrying about. Like, are you stuck sometimes just trying to figure out what to do on a Friday again? Like, this has happened to you consistently. Like, what am I supposed to do on a Friday? Well, you know what? Stop worrying and stop thinking and head down to Capone's nightclub in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Go find DJ Scepter, mix it in the lounge room so you can start dancing and drinking. That's DJ Scepter. Every Friday, 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, bring your sexy and fellas, bring your swag. It's going down at Capone's. Let's get it on. Yes. <laughs> so, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is finally upon us. And I, yes, as I said, I have a surprise. Hopefully, I can have three surprises for you guys. It may only be two. It may only be two. Before I'm going to have the Super Bowl party at. But hopefully, I can have three. Hopefully, three can get it done for you guys. It can happen. I want want to do three so bad. But, so we took, so as the Super Bowl is rolling around, it's right around the corner. It's, I said, by the time you hear this, like, this is Friday night. By the time you hear this, it's probably going to be Saturday. So we're talking about the Super Bowl is going to be within about ah, 36 hours away. 36 to 48 hours away by the time you hear this. And, it's getting crazy. And it's not really crazy. I, 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 I can't say that there's not a part of me that doesn't want both sides to win. For obvious reasons. <sighs> On one side, you have the future. Seriously, the future of the NFL. Mr. Check out the winner that I down Walking no around with the cat? I got them headed, that mad. Cam Newton and I say he's the future because for the longest time they've wanted a quarterback that can throw from the pocket but that can also run with his legs but can also endure the beating as to say you know, as, you know so to say if he were to get hit like, listen, Ben Roethlisberger fits some of the moles. He's big enough. He can break it. And I just can't remember. He was breaking some of those stuff off. That's what made Big Ben, you know, probably going to be a future Hall of Famer as well, you know, as well as the two Super Bowls. And <clears throat> he's. He's probably the best thing as a as the prototypical quarterback that you that you probably has been looking for in this day and age more than anything else ever. 6'5, 200 and what's it like 50 something pounds. Andrew Luck, you know, you know, comes to mind a little bit. And I had to go back and watch and really watch some tape. Go back to some old games. And I mentioned Ben Roethlisberger because he's going to be a point of emphasis a lot, for what I've watched. Like I said, there's a part of me that wants both to win, because you want to see what the future of the NFL is going to be led is going to go to, and what this and and you and if you're a fan of the sport or fan of sports, you're anxious to see the rolling of the tide of the new era. You are, I am. Like, you are excited for that. Like, listen, your child, like, after a while, you're like, your childhood heroes die off. Like, and when I say die off, like, they're no longer in the league. And what you start looking forward to is the new, is the wave of next young talent that's going to take the, that's going to take that sport into its next horizon, to its next dawn, into its next highlight, into its next era. And I think that's what Cam is But that's not to say That at the same time When One of the greats Of the old era Is in his position To grasp another ring That he's not also rooted for for that one particular reason And we're not just talking about Any old superstar We're talking about Mr. Peyton Manning Mr Gallio shucks himself. Mr mhm 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 and even more so his younger brother has two rings while he only has one. So we're also talking about grabbing that elusive second ring that is Reached for as well in the NFL as a solidifier of greatness, not just the fact that you won one, that you are truly among the upper echelons of greats. I think he really wants, and 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 listen, anybody will want to get there second, just as much as anybody want to get there first. But twenty years in the league, one ring, like that's like. (laughs) <laughs> um, that's like the Nas and Jay Z thing. Like, that's one. Let's say every two, two of them was due. One was and eh, the other was Illmatic. That's a one hot album. Every ten year album and that was lame. That that's where he, that's, that's that's where he's at right now. That's one. that's two. two. of them was due. One was and. Eh. Other was against Seattle. That's a. <laughs> that's 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 a what's one one Super Bowl every ten year average Like is that not the same I'm just saying they like, the sentimental pick may need to go away as to say Per se <laughs> Let me stop So <clears throat> Only because I think that may be the only thing that people may be holding on to. To be honest with you. Because I, I, I looked at them versus Pittsburgh. So I'm trying to figure out, even as Ben can't move, which quarterback did they have? The defense should have had a hard time bringing down because of his size and elusiveness. And games against Pittsburgh, even though it was a good indicator, it was, it was kind of hard to, to base it off of those games because the first game, what's his name? Oswald, whatever, Oswalda was the starting quarterback. And the second game is when Pittsburgh had no players. So Pittsburgh beat Denver with no manning. But that game was only about a touchdown away because, remember, now you're talking about them being able to throw that ball over the top versus everything being underneath and slow and wobbly. Supposedly now, versus ever, or when. And the second game, Pittsburgh didn't have the number one wide receiver. Remember, he was out from concussion because... Of the dirty hit that he received. By Mr. Vantez Berfect, And I should have had that drop um, ready. But you know what? Didn't prepare to use his name. Didn't prepare to use his name today. I didn't even believe he was even going to be in the show today. But you know what? He got in there. He got in there somehow. And you know what? If you're going to make your way into the show. Then we're going to talk about you. And we're going to give you to make sure that you get recognized with the ODP, Old Dirty Player, older, Old Dell Beckham, Dirty Player, Old Dirty... Ah, the Old Del Beckham, Old Dirty Player, Player of the... Ah, award. Colin Brown, he comes from you. <laughs> Sit I'm on the, the boy, toilet, here, here he comes. comes. squeezing between your festive buns. A present from down below. Spreading joy with a howdy ho. He's seen the love inside of you. Cause he's a piece of food. Mr. Vontaze. Perfect. So he was put out for that game. Uh, so and then also Denver didn't I mean Pittsburgh didn't have their number one or number two running back. And that game was still only won by the Pittsburgh only lost that game by three points. So I'm sitting back and I'm thinking and I'm thinking and I'm watching more tape, but I'm watching Carolina and I'm seeing the one game that Carolina lost to of guess is Atlanta. And I'm, and what I'm seeing there is that it was more like a lack of effort than anything else. Like they just really, they just got caught off guard more than anything that game, and they shouldn't have. And I, and I thought really hard, and I looked, and then I saw something. I saw probably the one thing I needed to know. Because, like I said, a big part of this may be there's just a simple fact that we are caught up on the Peyton Manning legacy. While this may be the best team in the AFC, this wasn't the best team in the league. The best team in the league was the Carolina Panthers. Peyton Manning may be getting a slight edge because of the name, the legacy, the mind frame. He's not getting in the. He's not getting the. The benefit of the doubt because of the arm. No, the defense pulled. Him. And his offense, like a strong man pulling a semi, they dragged them through this finish line, and they have that finish line now, and we're gonna see if they can cross. If they could run through the tape, basically. I think they had collapse right before it. Because they still have to beat the best team in the league. If they are going to win it. And that's the thing that we're also forgetting. Is That Carolina is the best team in the league. And. Any day. And let's make this very clear. At the end of the day. Anybody. That can make. Ted Ginn Jr., an all star, a pro bowl, a bona fide stud in this league, is saying leaps and bounds above anything else. And you talk, listen, and we're still talking about going through Seattle's. Going through the Arizonas. You understand? Like, like, their defense isn't a top-notch defense. Like, their offense doesn't train against their defense. You understand? Hey, Ted Ginn Jr. could easily be the Super Bowl MVP. That's how well Cam Newton has made Tenge Jr. look. When you have that much talent, being able to throw with that much touch, that much accuracy, that much force, that much velocity, that much precision, pinpoint precision, as well as run the ball, as well as command the ball, as man does command the spy. I'm not, Cam Newton's going to get touched. Oh, yeah, he's going to get touched. Let's we'll see if he's going to be more like Big Ben and he's able to stay on his feet and deliver that ball. Or when he starts feeling that heat, if he's going to start getting like Tom Brady and start tap dancing and start getting jittery and start throwing the ball all over the place, throwing picks and incompletions. He's going to be gotten to. So he's gonna be tested just as much as Peyton Manning is gonna be tested. We're just gonna see who's get who's gonna be able to outlast the the barrage of punches that each defense is gonna keep throwing at them. So when we come back. Later on the sports minutes. We basically get to come back and talk Super Bowl results. We get down. We get to break down the biggest game. We get to talk some commercials. Ooh, get to talk some commercials. We get to break down that game. But you know what, guys, we have to thank you again for listening. I do always appreciate it. From the bottom of my heart. So for me and mine to you and yours. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. I always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Don't forget to check me Mars out. Down. Facebook. Sun's out. Mighty Sports. Where we going for breakfast? SoundCloud. Don't want to go far. Mighty Sports Minute. Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. Carolina's gonna win.